Welcome to another bonus portfolio profile episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home. I couldn't be more excited to tell you about this company because I, I love them. Um, I've actually met them in person, which uh, in, in these days of investing is not necessarily something that happens all the time. Uh, we're going to talk to Round um, today. Um, they were an investment that we made, I believe, in the first two weeks of the fund being live. Um, so I'm going to real quick uh, have the round folks introduce themselves, um, and then we'll tell you what round does and get right into it. First of all, uh, Rob, say hello. Hello. Matt, please say hello. Hey, great to be here. And Rachel, hello. Hello. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this to Rob first. Um, uh, Rob and I have actually met in person yeah. <laughs> on, on the streets of, uh, of, of New York City. Um, Rob, uh, on a high level, sort of, uh, you know, elevator pitch sort of uh, level, uh, tell me what Round does. Sure. Uh, Round helps companies register more users through a code snippets that adds instant user authentication to any websites or app. So a quick example would be, Let's say you have a blog and you have a landing page and you have a web app. What traditionally happens is that people go to that, that uh, landing page and they kind of fall in love with you a little bit and they might learn some more about you in the blog. And then a lot of them will fall off and never make it to the cool thing that you actually built, your app, your content, your, 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 your cool e-commerce checkout page. They never get there because there's this there's this friction in the way in a login page or registration page, or you make them go through and try to remember their password from two years ago. And that friction causes people to leave. And we found it ourselves and we found it while talking to hundreds of people. And we decided this is a problem we are uniquely positioned to solve. So any page, any type of website, any type of app, our authentication works through and between them instantly. And we've been finding some success with that. Well, um, not to be devil's advocate here, but uh, I can hear people listening saying, well, but I just log in everywhere using my Facebook and Google logins. Uh, so uh, what is Round doing that is different other than, and this might be important, uh, not being Facebook and Google? Well, that's the first thing, right, is we're not Facebook or Google. Um, the number of people, uh, the websites that have had uh, Google, uh, Facebook login went from 6 million down to 3 million in just last year. You know, starting to like move away from that type of, of authentication. And mm. same thing with Google is um, there's more and more websites that are moving away from, from just having that sign in with Google. But what's more important is where that sign in exists. So that sign in is still between the marketing pages and the actual application. And it's still just authentication. So you press the button. And then the website owner and the app still have to like store all this data, still have to do all this work. We take care of all that. So when someone logs in and any piece of information entered into an app or website, we bring it around and make it available to the browser to actually customize, personalize any site. So your blog can be customized with information that you added into an app. Your website can be customized based on a role or a profile that you found out you know, after maybe meeting someone and putting into your, your CRM system. We bring all the information together into one spot. We might even use Google and Facebook, probably not Facebook. We might actually add Google to our platform because a lot of people have Google, but all it is is it ties you to an email address. We do all the rest and we make it easy for people to move between these different worlds. We have a WordPress blog. Our landing site is on Webflow. We have a React-based app. Our docs are in a Jamstack. Like this type of very diverse and very, uh, um, uh, a diverse type of platform is it, normal. Like we all I use exactly what we should be using for our different environments. But the problem is, is when I go to my doc sites before rounds, I was there alone, right? Like I, I just, I was like a new user and we use like intercom and stuff like that to like, you know, see if people have questions. And I couldn't tell if they were a, you know, a, uh, a paying customer or a first time founder, you know, first time person or someone trying to just sell me something. They would ask a question and we get into a conversation. Now we have complete context, but we had a twist as well where people have complete control over the information as well. So they can go in, see the information they have and say, I don't want you to you know, have my last name anymore. That was you know, something I gave you a while back for an email list and I don't want you to have it. And just turn it off. And now all, all the websites uh, that are within your constellation no longer have it. But uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. So 
there's two sides to this. If I am uh, a company, a site, what, what have you, um, essentially I'm able to offload sort of the, the, the user data, the storage and management of that to round. Is that what you're saying? Yep. And the validation of, of the email address and phone number. So not only are you getting someone to sign up for an email list, but you also get to make sure that they actually have that, that email address and you can use it for authentication. So essentially, I'm offloading the risks and liability of you know secreting customer data and things like that. But also, in theory, I'm I'm guessing that I'm also offloading to you guys the management of things that has become really important in modern times, which is you know the the regulations around uh, user data that are different all around the world. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, we have a background in data privacy. We, we were very good at data privacy. That's where we actually were when we met you, was a data privacy company, right? Like, we were very good at that. But the problem we found was when we talked to 100 companies, 99 didn't bring up data privacy as the top three things that were, that were taking up their time and the things that were keeping them up at night. And that really made us relook at the problem through a different lens. But then the flip side of it is that this does offer something that um, hasn't really been available before, which is on the on the user side of it, um, companies and sites and and apps and whatever that 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 use Round, um, Round will allow me like sort of one sort of dashboard or or point where I can manage um, the information that I'm sharing with companies. Yes. So another side of things, you as an end user can come around and look at, uh, uh, can claim your data from any company that uses rounds. So you can go in and see all the companies that use round, you can see what information has been held on them, and you can very quickly go in and manage that data. You can also do that now through our snippets. So through our snippet on a website, uh, all it is is a snippet. Like any developer can add this to their, their, their app or, uh, to, to their app or website. It takes like 20 seconds, and now they have authentication. When a user authenticates using this, Round comes up in the corner and you can actually see the profile information that's been collected. All we did is change the word uh, uh, data to profile, right? Mm -hmm. It's not user data anymore, it's your profile and it's your accounts. It's words that, uh, that's the way we talk to businesses and I'm sure everyone on this call, uh, or, sorry, on the, uh, the podcast uh listening right now, you, these are things that we know. Like we know that every place I go has an account. We just make that account available everywhere. Uh, and and we just let you turn off data, just like you could go to your account and delete your name and put XXX up there, and it will overwrite everything that's in there. We just make it more transparent, make it easy and fast. But the snippet is like the cool key here is even competitors like All Zero still take a while to 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 install. Uh, our, our own personal story here is is we used All Zero. We we used it, you know, for our own platform here like six months ago when, when we when we built the platform. And we, we outsourced the front end to a team and they spent about two weeks installing all zero and making it work with our brand, making it you know, tying everything, doing all the, all the security stuff we wanted it to do. Two weeks of dev time was spent installing that. We ripped out all zero and added round into our app the first time we installed in about two hours. Uh, and that was the first time. That was before we had SDK and before we had all this other cool stuff. And there was no solution for websites. Like, like if you have a WordPress website, what do you use for all? What do you use to create profiles? Their CRM system is, is awful <laughs> and, and, and it just doesn't work well. It's, it's just not good. There's nothing else. We can actually be installed into Cloudflare or into Netlify, like as a code snippet. And all the websites that are underneath you now have authentication. All of the form fields can be turned into validation or into ways to create profiles. It's not just going to the HubSpot anymore where marketing team has it, but for some reason it's disconnected from the actual app, the place you want people to actually go. We put it all together into one cohesive story. We want people to be people again. Like when you go to a website, we want them to treat you like a human being. You go somewhere and you learn something. So, so. Well before rounds, uh, back when I was 12 years old, I worked for my parents, you know, store. Like they were entrepreneurs. They had this little sporting goods store in a small little town. And uh, and starting at 12, you know, I would I would greet people at the front door. And when someone came to the front door of the store, like you could see if they were burdened with something. You know, they're carrying this big, big uh, box or something. So you open the door for them. You see if they have kids. You know, there's all these visual things. We'd also, you know, ask nice questions like, "What brings you in today?" 
And here's the crazy thing is oftentimes there, there were repeat customers and you got a lot of extra credit. If the third time they came back, you're like, hey, I know what you're looking for. Let me show you. But I don't ask in the first time, where do you live? That's a weird question. I don't ask the first time, do you have children? <laughs> like, I don't ask that right off the bat. But after the 10th time, it's okay to ask that type of question. After they've invested in us and we've invested in them, we have a relationship. And that's how the internet should be. Like you go to a website and, and you just look around in it, you know, a, a proper question might be, what brings you in today? Or like, what is your role at your company? It's not fill out this form and we get back to you. That's not how the world works. We feel like this, this disconnect. We just want it to be more of a conversation. You go between these different sites, you give a little bit more insight about you and the, the experience is personalized. And then here's the big thing. If you have an app, an actual app or a web app or a thing you want them to see, let them see it as fast as humanly possible. If it's cool, if you actually built something cool, if it's something that you are actually proud of, there should be no barriers for them to try it. And yet we put up this all serial login page and say, log in and create an email address. And, and we're like, don't go in this back room, even though it's the coolest thing ever, let them try it. And when they are so close to doing something amazing, you know, pressing that publish button at that point, say, what's your email address? You don't need it before then, get it when you need it. And that is a big insight. That's, that's something that we want to do radically different. The world is moving from, from advertising to subscription. We're all going to have to move in that direction. That, 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 you know, you, you might be able to have ads on your podcast where, where, where you like have someone like that, that funds you, but, but, but you know, ads on your page and that kind of stuff is going away. Uh, it, you know, with cookies going away and with app tracking being in the midst of like Apple and with uh, Google coming out with similar types of restrictions, it's going to change. And a lot of companies are going to move to this new subscription model. And the only way to do that is to treat people like people and to give them a little experience that makes sense. Not using the same web 1.0 technology of password, uh, email address and password that we've had for the last 25 years. It's not going to work. And the people that are going to survive this transformation are we people that take advantage of, of, um, of just human nature? And, and honestly, we want to make it just super simple to move between apps and websites. And that's what we're building. So let me just give you the summary of, of what I've been really excited about round, which is, um, you know, as you said, that it's sort of like um, if Stripe, you, you cut and paste some code and, and all of a sudden you can take payments. This is cut and paste some code and you can do auth. But it's also modern auth. Like it is skating to where things are going, where you guys are going to manage the change um, in in the laws around user data, the expectation around user data, and things like that. Um, offboarding it from the from startups having to mess with that stuff so that they can concentrate on on what's important, which is 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 um, you know serving their customers. But also, I think haven't you guys seen? Um, it sort of reminds me of the, you know, all of the companies right now that are making checkout faster and thus increasing sales. The same thing as you guys have seen increases in onboarding rates that are super impressive uh, through round, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the most important thing is uh, checkout is great if they get there. Uh, for some e-commerce sites, that makes sense, you know, to really rock on checkout. But for a lot of subscription companies, it's about just getting people onboarded. And, and that's really where, where we're focusing. And, and the direction we're kind of going is like abandoned cart, but for registration. So like someone starts a registration process, it would be nice to say, hey, you were trying to book a vacation uh, to beautiful Bali. You stopped in the middle. Do you still want to get some mojitos? Uh, and you click here to, to, to restart. And we provide that click here button that puts them back into the context of that registration so they can continue. Uh, and, and that's the kind of experience that we've expected from Amazon and from Shopify, but still doesn't really exist in this new world of subscription and and um, and uh, websites and, and apps and it's still very kludgy. Like you oftentimes have to restart if you, if you leave or they're using cookies or something to kind of pull the session for you, but it's not really your account yet. And so we just wanna make that account right off the bat. Let's get in. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I, I go to websites these days, you know, maybe I want to try out a, a new app or, or a new site, um, you know, some new startup. And uh, as soon as they ask me for my name and my email address, and my password, a lot of times it's just, you know, I'll walk away at that point because yet another password I've got to you know, remember or put in my password manager. 
And I think I think routing can go a long way to kind of solving some of those uh, those hesitations of, of people actually you know, signing up and getting into you know trying something new. Um, let's get into the story of round because um, we've sort of hinted at this that like things have evolved even since I first started talking to you guys in October. Um, how long uh, have you been working on this idea generally? The new idea or the one well, that we pitched to you? Well, let's do this. The The original idea, when did you start working on the original idea? 2021. Uh, we okay. we kind of came together during the, the height of the pandemic and we're like, let's try to solve a big problem that the world needs. And data privacy was this big problem that we we, we really wanted to solve for for for, for Mennonite's children and for like the next generation, make make the world a better place. Did the did the team uh, know each other? Uh, you guys are based in uh, North Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all worked at IBM together. We, uh -huh. men um, and I, have known each other at IBM for for five years prior to round. Uh, we we worked on the same projects in the API Connect space uh, and built some really cool stuff at IBM. And I met Rachel. We're kind of in the same floor in the same like design studio space over there. So so Rachel's working on uh, on block change for identity and some really cool stuff you know it's kind of like b2b b2c kind of world and yeah we just became uh friends started working on projects together we actually started like a small little like startup original i before rounds that was all about connected cars but we're just crazy entrepreneurs just try a lot of stuff and i'm sure a lot of people you know can, can kind of you know uh uh have empathy for that where it's like i see a problem i want to solve it and and yeah we we've known each other for for at least five years yeah and like rob said during the pandemic we were all working from home and fairly underutilized in our jobs and had plenty of time in the lockdown to add a little time and hours into this new project so i think it got us excited ramp us up faster than we ever would have if that hadn't been happening at that time um we've hinted at <laughs> a pivot in terms of the idea um can you talk a little bit about that like um i mean this is even like admitting things that maybe you were naive about or oh yeah things that you thought were gonna get traction that didn't but then you something you didn't expect to get traction did tell me a little bit about how um round has evolved yeah so we probably did the most classic entrepreneur's mistake. And that was, we built something assuming people would come, right? And anyone says not to do that, right? <laughs> don't, don't do that. But like, the, the world just seemed like such a, a place that needed something to make data privacy easier. Like, all these breaches were happening, like in, in 2019 and 2020, you heard about like these Facebook breaches and, and all these LinkedIn breaches, and this is giant uh, one person day was being lost. And, and it just seemed like, like there's this huge opportunity to to really change the way that people manage personal data. And we really wanted to build this, you know, this new layer of the internet. And we started to build it. And we built it and we found some traction with, with some customers, but but we got into YC in, in, in October. Um, and we were really, really thrilled to get into YC. And, and during that first call, uh, there, there was like an introduction call to like the group, uh, a group intro call. Um, our group partners really said like, you know, these next three months before YC are critical, like go out and talk to as many potential customers as possible. Like, like really talk to them about what they really, really, really need. Because when you're in YC, you're gonna be building and moving as fast as you can. You still be doing that, of course, but like if you have some insights before that you can kind of make some moves on, that's even better. So, so we sat down and started to talk to customers. Like, like in November and December, I talked to probably close to 80 customers. Uh, potential customers, customers in this space. Um, when Rachel came on board, she started to talk to, you know, to, to dozens and dozens of customers. And we just asked two questions, two very simple questions. What keeps you up at nights? And after that question, we would kind of brainstorm a little bit with them, like, what if we could solve this? And then at the end, we asked, would you pay $200 a month for that? And if they didn't, I would say, what would you pay $200 a month for me to solve right now? And the truth is this, we love data privacy. And, and when we pitch to a company, our data privacy solution, they would always say the same thing. They'd always say, this is so important for the world. You guys are, you know, this is so important and, and it's so important that you guys are working on this. And then I asked, cool, when can we install it? And they're like, next quarter, next quarter. How much are you willing to pay for it? Well, nothing right now, uh, we don't budget for it. 
So if you hear this once or twice, so I'd be like, all right. But when you hear it hundreds of times, you start to think that you should think that maybe you might be too early in the space or solve a different problem. There's a billion problems in the world. And what we kept on hearing from, from the, the startups we were talking to was the thing that keeps me up at night. Well, sometimes they say something crazy like a dog across the street barks. And, and we talk about the dog and that kind of stuff. And it was a good conversation. But, but when we redirected them back to the business, what keeps them up at night, they, these, these overall trends started to come up. It was like, we have a thousand visitors to the website a month and we get two trials in our app. We have 70,000 people in our email list and we have an 80% open rate for our subscription email and only a thousand people inside of our app. So we, we were sort of like dig into this and be like, the problem here is, is conversion. We are uniquely set up to work on authentication. And we sort of look at where the conversion is falling off. Then the funnel usually goes like this on that, on that login page, like making them do that call to action is where it falls apart. And what really kind of got us excited was when someone said that they had a wait list of like a thousand people and the call to action was sign up now. And then we got two people to get through that page. That to me was a, a huge insight where it's like someone come, came to your website and said, I want to be part of this wait list. I want to be a part of the wait list. And then they, they wait two months to be part of the wait list. They get an email, they open the email, they click on the thing and then they leave. To anyone that sees that, they should say like, we should change this. But all the, th all the tools they have right now is a big page. And we just use our experience. Like Matt has worked in this space for 11 years. He's a JWT ninja. He knows how to like do really cool stuff in the space, but man, do we make some mistakes? Uh, like I, I regret, like to no end, eight months prior, just asking those two questions. Like, why didn't I ask that question? When someone said no to me, they don't need data privacy right now. Why don't I just ask, what do you need? Like that is frustrating. Like that was the first piece of advice that we got from YC that was like this giant piece of advice that was so simple. And I know people have told me that. So, like, I know that like back in school and people said like, solve problems people need, but like we were solving a problem that society needed without anyone that actually wanted to pay for it. And I have no doubts that the world will catch up to where we want to go, but how do we, how do we actually grow a business and grow and be sustainable? So we were there at the moment, the data privacy becomes the thing. Will that be in a year or five years? I don't know, but I do know that with our current strategy, this current thing that we just pivoted to eight weeks ago, by the way, <laughs> uh, and we built this entire thing in eight weeks that we actually have paying customers for in production, that that thing uh, can make us into a sustainable large company so we can be here when data privacy becomes the thing that people need. So let me let me sum up if I can, and correct me uh, if I get the characterization wrong, but your heart is in... Um, data security and data privacy for the general public as, as a good for the world. But the thing that, but no one was willing to say, oh, I'll pay for that tomorrow. The thing that they were willing to pay for tomorrow was increase my onboarding rates by 25% because that's instantly tangible. Like take my money for that because I need that tomorrow, right? Yes. So essentially your your product can still have evolve into um, the things that got you into this, um, but the tangible thing, sort of the the onboarding for you guys, is solving that onboarding problem. Does that sound like what what you've discovered? Yeah, that's exactly right. And and the the cool thing is is like we didn't throw away anything that we built previously. In fact, we built this new authentication on the privacy protection technology that we already you know put together. So. Uh, that just gives us, you know, a huge opportunity to kind of eat our own dog food and uh, to be ready for that, you know, world that is, you know, ready for data privacy. Yeah. So the analogy that I like to use is a kale analogy. So data privacy is like kale. It's something that's very good for you and everyone should eat kale, but no, very few people will go to a restaurant and say like, I just want kale. They, uh, there's some people that do, and we found those people. We found the kale eaters, and we sold them kale, and they were happy. But the, the entire addressable market of people that love kale is very, very small. So what we did is we took the kale, we shredded it up, we put it into a delicious fruit smoothie. And a lot of people like smoothies. A lot of people said that they really want a smoothie at 2 in the morning. Like, that is what they want. That's a thing that, like, they crave. So they get this delicious smoothie. It does something that they really, really like. They're willing to pay extra for it because it's 
so delicious. But guess what's in there? A little bit of kale. And we still, you know, have these principles and we sell these values of data privacy underneath the, the covers here. And all data privacy is, it's not like this checkmark thing. Data privacy is, is a very web three type of uh, construct. It is that you have a profile and you should take that profile where you want. You carry your wallet with you and you carry it with you. And that's what we're building. Like that's what data privacy used to us is that your data is, is like, it's yours. And when you go to a new website, wouldn't it be cool that just said, hey, Brian, do you want to continue with this data, uh, you know, with this information or no? And you can say no, or you can say yes. And now the website can be customized to you and do all that. That's all we're building. That's all we were ever building. But now we have a actual wedge into a company and say, we can increase your conversions by 50%. We increase your revenue and increase your profits. Isn't that cool? Here's some kale. Here's a little kale. You, you don't even have to know about the kale. We also list it on there because we're not bad people, but like, like that's not the first thing we talk about. That's even the top 10 things we talk about when we talk to a customer. It, it's at the bottom. We're like, oh, by the way, GDPR and CCPA are really easy for us. But, but leading with it, even though it's important to us, like if it's not important to our customer, it, it's not something that we lead with. Because why, why would we? Why would we try to sell you kale if I know you don't like kale? <laughs> well, and as you said, like I think the very important lesson here is um, you're not, you don't have to throw away anything that you learned or anything that um, your heart was in at the beginning because you can still, in, if you get sort of the wedge, if you find the product market fit that gets people to sign on with your product, what they'll discover down the road is once they've used Round to increase their onboarding rates, and they're they're very thankful for this. You know, it, it increases their sales and things like you said. They'll discover what down the road working with you that the product has other benefits that will include um, customers being thankful that they have more control over their data. So while that was not the thing to lead with to land your first customers, that oh look, this is going to be beneficial to you because customers will trust you more. The thing to lead with was more sales down the road they will discover the value of the product of all of the kale that yeah. they have been eating from you for six months that has also lost them weight and et cetera et cetera et cetera so i i, I think that that's very interesting in terms of you know it it's it, even the best idea in the world needs a, a wedge or needs a, a the spoonful of sugar that people want to eat immediately. But that doesn't mean that that's the only part of the product that will ever work for them. And, and that's sort of what you guys have, have discovered through this pivot, sounds like. Exactly. Um, how's, how's YC? Where, where are you guys right now? Oh, boy. We are, uh, what is it, 26 days of demo day? Yeah. So uh, about two-thirds way through the batch. It's, uh, it is everything that you hear about. It is intense. It is humbling. It is incredibly motivating to be a part of a batch where people are doing stuff like, like boom, uh, in the last batch that's trying to like make a supersonic jet, along with like you know um, alumni like Airbnb and Stripe that just totally made new new spaces. Like it's really really huge. But the coolest thing I think is the one on one and these small group environments you get with these partners uh, that with our group partners that really challenge challenge us like there's there there's no extra words that are used you know it's not like hey here's what you're doing well like it is this is what you're doing wrong you're going to fail and die unless mm. you change these things mm. and that to us has been the most transformative part of this is having someone literally look at you and say like stop being afraid and get out there and do something about it it's like like if you're gonna do this, do it. Don't don't half-ass it. Do it. And that was it, it, that has been the most amazing part for me. Yeah, it feels it feels so obvious too. Everything they tell you, every mentorship call and group session, you leave it and you're thinking like, right, talk to your users, duh. But then you go do it, and it gives you so much benefit and value in what you should be doing next because you're listening and you're doing all the right things. So I I think it's been great. I don't think we would be where we are at this point without the speed and intensity of YC. 
With everybody fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features features help you say the right thing at the right time every time plus you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to constant contacts best in class 97% deliverability rate i use this and you should too tackle any challenge with constant contacts expert live customer support plus everything's backed by their 30 day money back guarantee so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com just go to constantcontact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mack Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their air-knit underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak Polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. Um, to what degree are you also getting sort of feedback and guidance and suggestions from others in the cohort? Like, because oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, you're ta- there's a rocket startup over here or whatever, but at the same time, for a product like yours, are are you getting feedback from your your fellow YC folks that are like, well, we could use this if you did this tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably the the most power. I'll probably say like ten things that are really really cool about YC, but like one of the coolest parts is being able to reach out to current cohort members and then reach out to previous co- uh, batch members and. And like when we launched on Bookface, uh, there's like internal launch, like other people see it from previous cohorts. They can reach out and be like, let's chat about this or can I do this and that? And those interactions, like that easy getting on Slack and talking to another founder and then having a meeting with them and just asking them those same questions. Like what keeps you up at night? Like, here's what we're working on. Would you pay $200 for that? What would you pay $200 a month for? Like $200 a month for auth is $200 more than has been offered through all the competitors. Like most competitors are free for like a year and they start to pay. So we need to make something that's truly crazy. But yeah, that being around people that want to grow and grow quickly and do something that is totally out of the ordinary and do something new and effective is incredibly motivating. But it also just has allowed us to really build our product around user input. Like we'd ask the question, what do you pay $200 for it? And then I'd say, here's a strike link, pay me $200 for it. We'll get to it, you know, in, in a week or two. And we do that. Or if we don't, we, we, we return the money. And if we do, then they're ext- extremely excited. But yeah, that's really cool. It's, but like, I, I probably have four calls today with, with YC founders. Like, it's just such a cool, uh, hard charging, very, very smart. Like, so, you know, there's geniuses in different world, parts of the world, you know, in different parts of, uh, of, um, of e-commerce and, and in other words, you can just bounce ideas off of, and it's just amazing. Uh, do you have any advice to other startups that are looking to get into YC? Cause you know, listen, I, I've written 11 checks. Now you guys are the only people that have gotten into YC thus far. That doesn't mean the other 10 companies aren't, you know, great and amazing, but um, it's hard. Like, and I'm sure it was hard for you guys. Do you have advice for people that want to try to get in on the next batch or a year from now or whatever? Yeah. So 
just apply. We applied in April, got to the interview stage, and then got the email. It, so, so if you get an email, you don't get in. If you get a phone call, you get in. Like that's cool. That's the same thing at the end of this interview process. And like back in April, we got an email, and and they laid out three things that we should work on, and we worked on those things, and then we applied again, and and we got in. But I, I don't think there's like a special trick or or anything. It's it's solve a problem that people need that's interesting that has a big market and do something that, that makes sense for your team like you know our approach to data privacy made sense so like, like matt is really really good at uh at um at, at the back end tech around what we're working on and rachel is an amazing designer that uh you, you know can design just different experience, experiences and you know have five years of product project management experience or product management experience so like the team made sense but man it's just just do it like don't wait. Like, don't wait until the idea is like fully formed. Just do it. It's like these number of companies inside this cohorts were idea only. Like they, they started in October before YC, which is an idea, and then they quit their jobs and you know started full-time YC, you know, when batch started, but but like in January. But just 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 apply. Team really matters, I think. And the actual interview is 10 minutes, right? It's 10 minutes. That's all it is. So you got 10 minutes to talk about what you're working on they they on the website so you, you know give, give it a little tips but the first thing they ask everyone is what are you working on just practice that a few times and if it doesn't sound interesting and passionate to you change it and, and that's the most important thing don't feel like that you're attached to what you pitch at yc or attach to anything you're working on right now that that's something that's that, that's probably delayed us like three or four months is that we were like like the world is wrong we we're right I was going to say, are, philosophy, are, are you that? seeing are you seeing other companies have a similar experience to you? Where because yeah. you just said that um, uh, there has been a few of the companies that came in here with fully formed ideas, but are you seeing that that is not necessarily the the usual experience that people are pivoting, sort of like you're pivoting because they've learned so much from the YC process? Yeah, um, I would say almost every company pivots in some way, but like. A minor pivot or a major pivot, but most companies pivot a little bit. And I, I don't know, like in our group, uh, in our little section, which is like seven or eight companies, uh, um, we want to probably three pivots inside of that. Uh, you know, big, bigger pivots. Um, it's a the, the small group. So, so yeah, there's a decent number of people that just just want to try something else. And and YC really encourages that. Like all, all they're going to ask you over and over again is, what do your customers say? Like other one to pay for it. Like the questions to ask are so simple. Like, but but how they say it and and the conviction and and how they look at the world and how they interpret signs and signals is just it's genius and it's it's really nice to to have that. Yeah, I think there's something to be said in advice. You're asking about advice in terms of just releasing something like early and often. As a designer, that's hard for me because I want it to be beautiful and I want it to be perfect but you're not gonna get any feedback if you're not putting anything into the world. So like put something out there, make people use it so that you can actually start to go in the right direction and you can figure out what that is faster. So I think YC would look for that sort of actions. Yep. Beforehand. It, it's far better to have a product out there that looks awful and and, and makes no sense, you know, and, and, and sucks where you have like three users that love you, then, then just have, you know, try to make it perfect. I know that this is like one on one advice, like, you know, all entrepreneurs say that, you know, you know, release early, release often, but actually when you're doing it, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to be like, no one's going to want this or like prep for a big launch or something like that. Just put it out there or do the exact opposite and go to a potential customer and just ask them, ask them, what do you need that you're going to pay me for? That, that, that's how you can start a company. It doesn't have to be like, I got this grand idea. Like, just talk to people. but. But you really have to be willing to talk and get a lot of rejection. Like that's the other part of it is they're going to ask you about your customers. Like like we had custom we, we, we had privacy customers. We had people right. are happy. With, they're very happy with what we're doing. We actually helped with a large Afghan evac with our privacy stuff. Like like people they, you know we're we're excited about it. It's like there's a small set of people that love kale, and we talked about those people that love kale, and we convinced them that kale is a bigger market. And we got to YC and we heard all these stories about what product market fit feels like, and we're like we're not there we should do something else. And we did. Are they giving you what, how much guidance? I, I almost want to ask the question, how much importance do they put on the demo day? But like, are, are you, are you being coached heavily for that? Or is that 
or is that sort of just like well this is all part of it you, you know what i'm saying like um it, it, is the demo day something that you're all working for right now or is that just sort of like the icing like the graduation day sort of thing yeah so like demo day is like a unmovable milestone mm. and everything before that is about building a company and getting customers to love you that's it like demo day is like your your final reports like your final essay about what you did over the last three months and and they really emphasize to a crazy degree like get back to work talk to your customers get more customers get more feedback how much are you willing to pay try to charge them more like like really try to understand are you solving actual pain points how many people have that pain points that's the markets and and that is really what, what they want us to to do over the first two and a half months like i'm no doubt that as we close the demo day it's going to come all about demo day but like right now we have the still advice is still what's your mrr get it you know talk to uh, 200 more customers like get out there and build your product better because really that's all it is it's like there's one graph right and the graph is when you start yc and demo day and and that graph doesn't have to be like a hockey stick, right? It doesn't have to like do that, but you have to like be able to tell a story with that graph. Like if two months in, you did a big pivot and it does something, but that's what that's what it's all about. So so overall, the advice is very, very tactical. Uh, the, the first two months was do things that don't scale. Do things that don't scale. And like Paul Graham talks about this a lot and there's a whole bunch of blogs and articles about it, but like do those things like one-on-one -on -one customer onboarding. Don't worry about having a perfect onboarding experience for your customers sit down with them go into their code onboard them yourself do things that don't scale because in those conversations you're going to learn things and you're going to actually find real customer love there um and it's so easy just to be like oh we're going to spend three months building a back end to make it so easy for people to scale like we've done that like that's what we used to do at ibm is build these, these beautiful back ends and uh for for developers and, and now we're finding that that approach is just wrong like it's okay to have no backend whatsoever, have no no uh, like dev experience. You can just send them a code snippet. That's what we do right now. For every one of our customers, we send them a code snippet. We just created a, a nice um, auto onboarding experience for like developers who want to try us out. So like, and it's built on, on Webflow, which is really really cool. Like building a a uh, a dev experience on Webflow is uh, is tricky, but because of our, our authentication is easy. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a um, it's really, really important to grow and to know who your customers are and to learn from your customers to be able to have real paying customers, not friends, um, not just YC customers, but finally people that actually like inbound customers are like, we have a problem, you need to solve it and be able to have that at demo day. That's your entire goal. And some companies will already have 80000 or $100,000 in MRR because they, they entered YC at 50 or something like that. Um, and, and that's awesome. The graphs can go like that. Other people are going to have a steady graph and they're just going to say like, here's what we learned. Here's what we did. And we did in four months or, you know, in, in, in the last six weeks, imagine what we could do over the next year. And that's kind of the end of the sentence, right? right? That's like the untold part. It's like, look at what we did when we were focused and, and uh, have this mentorship around us as YC. That mentorship doesn't go away. YC is still a giant community. This could be here forever. Imagine what we can do over the next year and a half as we accelerate and try to tackle this problem in the world. So that's sort of what I had been told by people that have been through YC and, and know the internal workings of YC. When it started, the demo day was everything because the whole idea was you were, you know, it was sort of like a summer camp. And then the demo day was, we'll, be inter we'll introduce you to investors and maybe you'll have a real company. Well, now, you know, real companies are in YC all the time. So why still have the demo day? because it's still useful to the process to have this sort of discipline mechanism. <laughs> so, right. Um, and, and because the idea is, is, well, the demo day is not important anymore. What's important is you're going to have a better company that's further down the road, but it's still useful to have that sort of mentality of final exams, if yeah. you will. <laughs> well, well, well and, and I have to say that demo day is really, really important from a fundraising perspective because it really does like it creates a environment where like you, you know we will only start fundraising two weeks before demo day that's the other thing that yc is really really strict not strict on not like like their advice is very very um focused on which is do not take an investor call while you are building your company like that is a distraction yeah so 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 start taking those investor calls you know in two or three weeks before demo day 
And then there's demo day. It's just like, you know, this, this, this point in time where, you know, there's be a lot of investors looking to invest and this opportunity to, to like really show off what you can do. But, but there's going to be a decent number of like angel people, you know, on the call and NBCs that's, that's, that will see us. And even if they don't invest, like we can get customers out of that, we can get, uh, get, uh, advisors, people that are just interested and just want to give us advice out of that, that experience. So, so for us, demo day is, is really important. We are going to put in a lot of efforts. Like there's a lot of effort to like make that one minute pitch perfect. Uh, but it can only be as perfect as the metrics, right? Like, like, if we don't have good metrics or good stories or, or an actual product that we can actually show, you know, that we actually have sold and have, like, it, it's just a different scenario, right? So, 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 so yeah, it's uh, for, for us, it is like our final exam. Like that's going to be like the you know the conclusion of YC experience here. But but what's cool is that we talked to a lot of S twenty one companies and you know uh, W twenty companies and and like this 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 environment stays around after demo day. So so like it doesn't end. Like I like, don't just go home. Like. We have to keep up this pace like for the rest of our lives basically there's no kind of dialing back and it's uh it's intimidating but also very energizing well um by the way uh the whole mutant podcast army is going to be rooting for you uh at the end of the month on demo day um thank you yes uh we're 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 fans of of this journey now so um but aside from that um uh how can the mutant podcast army help you i assume that if there's any startups out there that are interested in the idea of cut and paste some code and you've got instant really uh sophisticated onboarding that can help increase your 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 uh, adoption rates uh go to round.io or is there uh yeah go that's ahead. it go to round.io and um we'll direct them to a page to actually try it like they can try right there or, or they can subsign with us like we're just in that transition right now between doing things that don't scale and scaling. So, so we'd love to grab like 20 minutes of their time and just chat with them about what their needs are and if you can meet them now or in the future. But yeah, that, that'd be the biggest thing. Like, give us your feedback. Come and spend 20 minutes with us. Tell us about your pain points. Tell us about your nightmares at 2 in the morning. Right. Um, um, try to keep them focused more on authentication, but I will be a therapist. If someone has like other things going on in their life they want to chat about, that's fine. No, that's an interesting thing because um, how many how many people out there might have the sort of pain points that you're talking about where if they got in touch with you and by the way, uh, say you're from the mutant podcast army, say Brian sent you so that they know that this is this is where this call to action is coming from. Um, it, it not only might round be able to solve your problem, but you can help round by being yep. like, oh, here's a problem that we hadn't thought of that we can yeah, we can incorporate that too. That's that's fantastic. Everything that you see in our products right now and everything that we're going to do next week and the week after and probably for the next six months are things that our customers need. Like they say, this is awesome. If you could do this, we would love you even more. And here's a bit more money, right? Uh, uh, there are things that keep them up at night. So yeah, if you have something around authentication, you're like, ah, they're not doing this right now. I'm going to not worry about it. This is the time. This is the coolest thing about working with YC companies, by the way. Like we work with other YC companies for, for stuff inside of our platform and they're all willing to do this. So, so like, it is such a cool environment. It's like, you can go to a YC company and say, this is a problem I have. And if it's something they can solve, they'll probably help you solve it. They will, like, it's so cool. Like we're using, you know, a few other companies stuff inside of our, 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 our stack. And like, we were like, well, it needs to do X, Y, and Z. Three days later, X, Y, and Z are there because you know, we're all in the same boat. Like round is not special, right? Like, we're not doing like the special thing. Like we are in the majority. Like most people are doing this exact same thing where they're talking to a bunch of customers. We might be their customer. So, so yeah, come to us. You got something round off, come to us. You got a weird email problem and no one's clicking on your stuff, come to us. Like come to us around that kind of stuff. You want to expand to Europe and afraid of GDPR? Let's talk. Like would love any problem that you have just to, just to talk about in that space. Um, my only caveat will be, and this is really important, uh, and something that we learned early on from, from YC is it has to be a problem that you're willing to pay for. And that might sound like self-serving, but it's really important because it's so easy to solve problems people aren't willing to pay for. And it's not really a problem then. Like, there's a lot of things in life that I want that I'm not willing to pay for. Like, 
I tried uh, Hey.com for a whole year, pay $99 for it. And, and at the end of it, I was like, ah, it's not working out. You know, I'm going to go back to Gmail. And it was, you know, as a data privacy person, I should be like more, but, but I just, you know, I just let that happen. Like, I'm not willing to pay for email right now. I'm just not, not in my life where I am right now. And we need that same kind of like, you know, contract, right? Like this, this kind of like, you're going to hold us to a high standard because you're paying for something. And we're going to hold you to a high standard because you're paying for something. Like, we understand that your pain point is real because you're willing to pay for it. So that's my only comment to that, Brian, is, is like, please reach out, but make sure someone that's, that's, that is like such a big pain point that like, I'm going to pay 50 bucks a month for that or hundred bucks a month for that. If you have a really cool idea, still want to talk to you, but uh, we'll definitely, you know, that's just something that we really, that, that was really, really, again, a simple statement that was made by a group partner to us, but was so transformative because yeah, of course. It, it makes so much sense, right? Like a lot of companies are using our privacy stuff for free. If we try to charge them three hundred dollars a month for it, they say, "Oh, we can't afford that." Then we're not solving a real pain point right now. It's not real. It's not something that is actually keeping them up at night. And that's when we started asking that question at the end of these interviews, two hundred dollars. That changed everything. So, so yes, reach out. I'll give you a special calendar link uh, to put in the show notes. So, okay. so it'll be like for for. Your listeners, you know, I'll, I'll block a bunch of time, like uh, after it airs, and they can go in there and grab 21 minutes. It's like a perfect amount of time to, to chat about stuff. And, uh, and yeah, we can uh, have these conversations and, and we'd love to talk to as many people as possible. Please, let's chat. Well, yes, let's, let's do some of that uh, YC community spirit, guys. And uh, not only can Brown maybe help you with a problem you're having, but you can craft their product into... Um, uh, something amazing. Um, again, we're all going to be rooting for you at the end of the month for uh, demo day. Um, it's it's round.io, R-O-W-N-D.io. Um, tell them Brian sent you. Um, congratulations, everybody, on you know this amazing journey that you're on. Rob, Matt, Rachel, um, uh, and and thanks for for being so open and honest about about sharing that journey with us. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. Thanks, Brian.